Horror Kiwi contains spoilers and may include discussion or mention of potentially disturbing subjects. But don't let that deter you. Now, with that out of the way, let's get started, shall we? After you. To the second and final episode of 2017's Horror Kiwi Podcasts. I'm Mike. And I'm Rudy. And today we are going to be talking about an interesting double feature. Uh, we're going to be talking about Freddy vs. Jason, as well as Sadako vs. Kayako. Yeah, where do you want to start here? Oh, well, uh... Thank you for. Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure being the final episode of this. Well, there's, of this there's two following of them. season. There's two. Okay. So. <laughs> well, let's let's make this one count. Um, yeah, we're 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 do do we, it was, an a surprisingly entertaining ride because I it kind of expected not a whole lot from from either. Have you but not I seen think it, Freddy vs. Jason before? Um, I have, and I remember not liking it, so it was it was weird to uh, re revisit it. I did kind of, kind of felt like playing nice with it this time around, looking for only things that I that I liked. Uh, but there, I do have a lot to uh, criticize about it. Yeah. Huh? So here's here's a good place to start. I've never seen a Friday the Thirteenth movie, so what is Jason's deal? Um, he, he, he punishes, uh, over sexual, uh, and, um, very sinful teenagers. I think that's, that's primarily his deal. Okay. Cause he's like a, a, a conser- conservative, uh, conservative disher of, of vengeance or, or justice, except that it was all in the guise of like horror, a horror 80 slasher stuff. Okay. And he's basically like magic zombie guy yeah magic zombie guy uh pretty much seems like with mommy issues as well uh yeah wow that's surprising like uh because i was gonna say that you uh you know that you had the the, what made you want to see these two movies because i was gonna say that you kind of suggested both because i wanted to watch sadako versus kayako and (laughs) i remember that this Freddy vs. Jason existed, and I thought seeing how the East and the West handle throwing their two big monster people against each other, the differences there could be interesting to compare. Uh, how, how do you think both of these movies handled that situation? Differently? Um, I feel like the American one was more of the fight that the title promises than Sadako versus Kayako. Which I, I knew nothing about and refused to watch a trailer beforehand, so I went in completely blind. You did know that our boy directed it though, right? Uh uh remind me of our of our boy. Our boy Koji Shiraishi. Oh my god, it was Koji. I was like, I did not know that because I kind of went in, uh, not like the first 15 minutes or so I was not liking, I was not digging it. Yeah, it was, it was him. And that ending 
is a Koji's <laughs> fuck ending. It is. I got. I was. It did get way, way better as it went along. Yeah. Um. So here's a thing. Did the Exorcist at the beginning to you look like a younger Beat Takashi, or is that just me? Uh, I think that's just you. I did not okay. see a young Beat in in the beginning Exorcist. Okay. Uh, the uh, the are you talking about the professor? Yeah, the professor. That's what I meant. The professor, the one with the yeah. Book. I I could see it like a, a Beat with longer hair. Yeah. 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 It's kind of there. But I guess let's get back to Freddy vs. Jason. What do you think about Freddy vs. Jason? I knew I knew about Freddy. I've seen Friday the 13th movies, and I also watched the... Uh, not Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I watched the mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street Simpsons episode before I watched okay. this, just to brush up a little bit very quickly. Because <laughs> basically, oh. it's the same plot, basically. It it is, uh, and that episode is it. still good in twenty seventeen. Yeah, the, the Simpsons episode, yeah, with uh, with um, Willie, Grand Willie Willy. as yeah as Freddy. It's it is really good. Um, it's like the perfect like. There's such little details in that that's a uh, pretty great. Yeah, uh, it's a nice little just... moose boost for this this duo. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, on the positive side, I remember hating this initially when it came out. Granted, I was 14 when it was originally out. It was what, 2003? 2003. So, yeah. I mean, 2003 was a big year for slick blockbusters. It was the same year that the Matrix sequels came out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was the same year that Bad Boys 2 came out, and that's a masterpiece in its own right. Um, like huge, huge blockbusters came out all throughout 2003, and this was also one of them. Terminator 3, as much as one can call that a blockbuster. Uh, but I will give that it's a good summary of those two franchises in a hundred minutes, and that's what Freddy versus Jason has. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's fun ish. It started maybe getting a bit long in the tooth. Yeah, it's it's fun, but so indicative of its time. But, yeah, this movie um, is two thousands as fuck. Yeah, it's two thousands as fuck. But I was gonna. Uh, so, did you look into the director, Freddy versus Jason? I did at not. All? Do you? Uh, yeah, I'm somewhat. Well, I listened. To, I remember listening to the commentary on this. Uh, when I this was when I was in my movie nerd them as a teenager, I would still listen to the commentary for even movies that I hated. So I've also listened to like the commentary on like Alien versus Predator to talk about another versus movie. Um, what was first? Uh, this one was first. Okay. Alien versus Predator came out in 2004. I was. Yeah. I realized this is like pretty early hollywood shared universe stuff i was trying to think if yeah. there's something before this that was notable and this is the earliest i could come up with i completely forgot about yeah. alien vs predator yeah no yeah alien vs predator came out a year later they probably saw the success of this and tried to ape it but uh, at least at the end of the day freddy versus jason is uh rated r Whereas uh, the first AVP was a PG thirteen. Oh, I didn't remember. That. I have, I remember so little about that movie. There's like a pyramid. Yeah, there's and a that, pyramid. That's all I got 
There's a really bad CG queen, uh, CGI alien queen. Uh, it's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, the purveyor of C or D cinema, with the exception of Event Horizon, maybe. Oh, shit. He did. I, these are connections I haven't made at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the original Mortal Kombat. Um, all of the Resident uh, Evil movies. All the Resident Evil movies. Well, he didn't direct two and three. He directed one, and the four, five, them. and the rest of them. Uh, Death Race 2008, which is terrible. I believe he'll be doing Monster Hunter now that he's done with Resident I, Evil. I think he's had like a list of projects that he's been involved with that haven't come into. Like he's been attached to Castlevania for quite a while. And that, I, and that thankfully hasn't come to fruition. I think I, I read that they had like a a pitch or something for monster hunter within the last year or so it was yeah insane bullshit yeah he he is of the 90s era but <laughs> um to, like yeah of like adapting things very shittily which is i think what always happened in the 90s they're just like what did people like of this let's just take the most base components and then not fulfill those so who directed this um, one uh, this was this is directed by Ronnie Yu, who's actually a Hong Kong director. I can kind of um, see that. In the yeah, fight scene. Uh, it, one of his bigger, more notable movies. He actually directed uh, three years later, which was called Fearless, which was touted as Jet Li's last martial arts movie. Uh, we know that's not true, but because um, he's done so many since then. Um, Heard of it, but I haven't but, seen it. Yeah, um, but one of his cult favorites that Ronnie Yu directed before this was a also a a Chinese action movie called The Bride with the uh, with white hair, which is sort of like a a fantasy, uh, like wushu wuxia uh martial you know everyone flying on yeah, wires it's kind the, of epic. Yeah, it's got that the Hong Kong action wire foo stuff. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is when I was looking up, uh, Ronnie Yu, um, in preparation for this, one thing that I forgot he also directed and is a movie that I've watched numerous times on VHS because my mom would always rent it, Bride of Chucky, which what? is probably why he, yeah, Ronnie Yu also directed Bride of Chucky in 1998 or it was released in 1998, which is probably why he got to direct Freddy versus Jason. Weird. That guy's had a have you had a career, huh? He definitely has. Um, have you seen Bride of Chucky? I haven't. I'm less familiar with that franchise than I would like to be. I think I've seen the first couple, but it's been a while. Oh my god, Bride of Chucky, and then you can see it in Freddy vs. Jason. Is super campy, just. So, so campy, where it's more like they're really lame comedies, uh, rather than like really lame, violent comedies, rather than actually being any, any form of horror movie. Part of me wants to go through those movies and see how long it takes me to tap out, like I tried with Hellraiser, but I'm not sure that's a good idea. Uh, I I mean, well, wasn't the most recent one a Netflix like? Was I not exclusive? I heard people were. What's the, was it the latest one, Cult of Chucky, or is it something else? Or is I don't even know one? if it was Cult of Chucky or, like, Son of Chucky. It, I don't think it was that one. It might be Cult, I don't know. But I heard people were positive about it. That's, I don't know. 
surprising. Um, I, I just like it is like the. I mean, there's so much in just like the first few minutes of Freddy versus Jason that just tells you what you're in for, which was all the CG blood splatter. Yeah. And uh, and the um, I guess the the type of uh, hard rock slash metal slash wannabe corn music that they used to play at Hot Topic is all over this movie. Mm-hmm. And it just like it 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 has not aged well. Yeah. It like it, like you said, it's super duper two thousands. Like the yeah. that weird rave in the cornfield is the most two thousand thing I've ever seen. The I wanted to save this for later, but the you can tell how two thousands the movie is, uh, because it has a fake J from Jay and Silent Bob in it. I didn't notice that. Uh, Did you not watch the? Uh, not a the... big Kevin Smith fan. No, this is either you've told me this before, or it's a fact I keep forgetting. Uh, who knows. For some reason, uh, so, Kevin Smith uh, keeps coming up whenever we talk. I don't know why. I don't. I th- I think it's just because that was one of those. Uh, he was like the first fanboy turned filmmaker, um, and first the big one. And I'm not sure why I keep mentioning him, but the, the, the but Freddy versus Jason has a good cause for it, which is the stoner dude is a, such a wannabe Jay from those movies. Oh. It's like they couldn't afford. Uh, Fucking Jason Muse, that's his name. Uh, and so they went with this uh, wannabe version of that guy. Now, the stoner guy did have the weed snake, which I thought was amazing. The uh, the, the Alice the, in Wonderland Freddy yeah. killer? I was way I, into that. It was also very late when I was watching. <laughs> okay, so there... In that scene, uh, I thought that looked terrible. I thought it's the, it did look terrible. It was, I thought it was very funny. Okay, I just like where did it pull out the bong from? I don't know. Yeah, weed, where was it a, hiding that bong? It's a weed snake. The bong is part of it. They're one. Okay. <laughs> um, it, that scene does have a nice image in there, which is um. The when he turns around or he goes into the room with all the uh, with all the kids with the uh, uh, eye bandages on. Uh huh. Yeah. And that was uh, I always remembered that scene in the trailer, and it's it's pretty. That's good creepy stuff mm-hmm. that the movie's not full of. I mean, there's like nice images. Um, well, we just kind of jumped well into it. Photographed, I guess. Yeah. Is what you're saying, um, right? Well, well set up. <laughs> We just sort of, sort of started talking about it. Do you okay? As someone who's never seen, I guess, a Jason movie, but seen some of the Freddy movies, do you want to give a a, a summary of of what that picture of what Freddy versus Jason's about? So, Freddy Krueger, who is a uh, dream, fear powered, dream yeah. living, child murderer. Uh, Correct. Got essentially got his power. Th- oh, this is fuck. This is a parallel I didn't think of between the two movies. Shit. He <laughs> did. Shit. Fuck. Um. So he got his power taken away because uh, he's essentially powered by the fear of teens 
and the town adults made sure that none of the teens knew about him, and he was very upset about this. So he went to wherever the fuck Jason was in the ground and pretended to be his mom and told his mom to go to Elm Street to kill kids and make people think it was Freddy being back so that he would get back into their minds because Freddy is really a meme monster. Yes, could have summed it up better myself. And then that happens, and then Freddy gets upset when Jason keeps killing people because he wants to kill the teens instead of Jason killing teens, and then they fight. Like what? <laughs> Halfway yeah, through? Three quarters? Uh, their first fight is about an hour in it's- to a hundred minute movie. Yeah. Okay, so about two-thirds through yeah which i think this like this is it's how those goes because i don't remember what the minute mark is and the whole sadako versus kayoko oh it's in like the last 15 20 minutes which uh i the only thing i read about it was that the title was misleading so i was kind of expecting that oh yeah it's extremely misleading Because at least Freddy vs. Jason gives uh, gives us, I guess, what people wanted to see at the time. Yeah, As I like, don't know why they wanted to see it. But yeah. apparently they'd been setting this up, too. Apparently at the mm-hmm. end of the Jason movie, the last Jason movie before this, they had Freddy's hand grab his mask or something. Off the, yeah. In the ground. I think that was in Jason Goes to Hell, which I've like only seen in pieces and don't really remember all that much. Um, which I think it was just they the they had the two franchises and then they started off with cute nods and then that was one of them. And then apparently this is in development hell for a while, and that's why it yeah. took so long for between that stuff and this. Yeah. So have you heard of the, uh, I think it's like a five hour documentary on the Nightmare franchise called Never Sleep Again? I have. I've heard it's very good, but also five hours long. Let's so say you got to uh, watch it in piecemeal. All um, right. So do you know about um, Peter Jackson's, uh, uh, he, that Peter Jackson was going to direct, I think, Nightmare 5 or something like that, and he had a treatment for it? Um, or do you know anything about this? I know nothing about this. Tell me more. So it's covered in Never Sleep Again. So the whole where um where uh Freddy uh has no power um and and is trying to do something in the outside world to get kids to fear from again is from Peter Jackson's draft. Mm. Uh, I don't think he obviously doesn't use the power of Jason to do it, but um, Freddy versus Jason takes that initial stuff uh, from Peter Jackson's ideas uh, that he originally had, which is covered in the Never Sleep Again documentary. Um, The other thing that I liked about uh, Peter Jackson's um, initial draft was that kids would deliberately fall asleep and taunt Freddy, and Freddy was so depowered because kids weren't scared of him that they would actually 
intentionally go in to beat the shit out of Freddy. <laughs> Cause that's how that's yep that's and that's what's in it and uh and Freddie was having enough of it and that's what that's what's going on in Peter Jackson's draft. That's funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty great too. It, it's one of those uh, what ifs. I think it was around the same time that Peter uh, Jackson had come out with the Frighteners. The Frighteners is a good uh, movie. My, I watched that a couple yeah. years ago and I didn't necessarily expect a lot from it, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a really weird, uh, odd movie, but it is quite quite a bit of fun. Kind of nothing else quite like it. Yeah. Is it just me? Or I don't remember it being the case in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, but I guess it kind of was in The Simpsons, where these kids just fall asleep at the drop of a fucking hat. And I'm extremely jealous. Yeah, this is true. They, uh, I don't know what it is. They're just so tired, I guess, being chased around, uh, or being so scared of Freddy, or whatever, or Jason. That they, yeah, just immediately. And the yeah, I don't. The one thing I did not catch at all is how the fuck did they pull Freddy into the real world? I uh, I was gonna ask you the same question. I don't know how they. Yeah. Don't. Let's go to the internet and see if that is answers for me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know either. the uh, The one thing I was going to ask you is like again towards 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 the end. Similarly, why does her falling asleep next to Jason make them share dreams? I don't know. I feel like they've done that before, right? Or has la- as before when they've shared dreams, they've been apart. I don't remember. It's been a while. I guess that might have been in Dream Warriors, but I don't understand how just sleeping next to someone means you're going to share a dream. I don't know. Your your dream zones are closer because of your head? I don't know. <laughs> um, I Okay, so on Freddy versus Jason, just it's so indicative, I would guess, of New Line at the time. And New Line, I guess, was running hot with like the uh, Final Destination franchise. Because mm-hmm. the first one, I think, was in 99, and then the second one was in 2002. And Freddy vs. those were also new line horror films. And Freddy vs. just reminds me of those. And I really hated Final Destination 2 quite a bit, where it's sort of just... It's too sleek for its own good. Do you know what I mean? Like, everything's just too clean. It's such a studio blockbuster Mm -hmm. that it kind of works against it um and so because of that either maybe they're aware of it but they go for like the um i don't even know how to if it's a campy tone or just the like uh just like the forced comedy tone of it all Mm -hmm. and then um the other thing i noticed about it is that it seems clearly also influenced by the scary movies which were super popular at the time. Yeah. Yeah, where it's not it's not a parody, but there's just a lot of dumb fucking humor in this movie. Okay, so let's see. Wikipedia says Jason awakens due to Lori and chases the others into a cabin. Linderman is mortally wounded and dies. The cabin ignites and Lori is awakened, pulling Freddy into real life. Just because she held on to him? I guess so. That super was not clear, though. 
But looking, while I was looking for that, I noticed that it also says that according to writers Mark Swift and Damien Shannon, several enders, endings were considered for the film. One of the unused endings involved Pinhead. And that would have been pretty great. It would have, but... Yeah, okay, there's no but, actually. I mean, Hellraiser has nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Even in... Especially in 2003. Yeah, yeah, because that was past the... Was it Bloodline? Yeah, I mean, Bloodline's not a good movie. But... Well, that's that's one of those big uh, horror what-ifs. Right, like I enjoy Bloodline um, more mm-hmm. so, especially more so than three, and maybe maybe two. Does, I don't care for two very much. It's a not popular opinion. Two is like a way more horrific, uh, blatantly horrific version of Labyrinth, and that's what uh, Hellraiser Hellbound felt like to me. Yeah, and then in fuck Inferno. I was that the one with the dude from. Um, Nightbreed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hellseeker, the one after Inferno, was the one directly before Freddy vs. Jason. And I have not seen Hellseeker, so I don't know what state that left it in, but it was straight to video, so it was not good. Also, it is a Hellraiser, it's not one, so it's not good. Yeah. Like, what the that's, fuck? There's that's... a Hellraiser in 2017? Did they finally make that one? I know that was in talks for quite a while. It says upcoming still. But it doesn't have what Uh, his name is Pinhead, so who gives a shit? (laughs) But on the final destination thing, like, what, the first major kill is... Well, there's the the one with the the, whole 80s slasher thing, the one that Freddy's taunting Jason with. But after that one, it's the the mattress one. Mm Mm-hmm. So what do you think of the mattress one? In what? Final Destination? No, in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, yeah, that was... That seemed out of place for a Jason... <laughs> what I know about Jason. Isn't he just, like, chopping people up? Okay, this is... Did Jason X come out before this? That's a good question. This is what I have to look up if Jason X came out before this. And did you? And you haven't seen? Yeah, Jason X came out in two thousand one. Okay. Versus, uh, yeah. I've not seen Jason. I have seen the the uh, liquid nitrogen kill from Jason X. That's all I've seen. Okay. That that one's pretty solid. Jason X was one that was popular because the kills were so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, that one has him uh putting people in sleeping bags and then beating uh, beating one person with another person in a sleeping bag. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's if you can just YouTube the scene of that, it'll it'll be worth it. Uh, so I think that's what the mattress fold is. It's just sort of a ridiculous, funny kill. I mean, the funny bit about it is that the guy still is holding his beer as he's constantly being stabbed by Jason. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's this thing that I'm very biased against, which is that uh, the studio sleek horror movie, like the big budget horror movie, like Freddy versus Jason, which is it seems to hold back on like 
the gore, I guess. And being a gore hound, I find it really annoying that it's just you're like watching a close up of a machete going into something, but there's no. It it just it all looks like restrained. Like sure, there's a lot of like blood splatter, but it just it seems very uneventive, and it gets boring seeing the same thing over and over again. Which is uh, Jason stabbing somebody and it going through the whatever's behind them. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a slasher movie. That's like the thing. They're not. They're almost not horror movies. I want to say. Yeah, they're just, they're more just violent. Just yeah. violent, violent trash. And uh, depending what you're in the I guess, entertaining violent trash. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, there was a, something I watched uh, unrelated to all this, um, but I, I uh, you're familiar with the label Arrow, right? Yeah, I got their uh, Yaksa paper Blu-rays. Oh yeah, awesome! It's a really fucking I, nice set, by the way. Yeah, yeah. They they because they've like replaced Shout Factory or Scream Factory as the the uh, distribution, um, uh, the folks who who do great who take great care in what they're releasing and great restoration with a ton of. I special mean, features. Scream Factory still does that, but Arrow puts like yeah. the cherry on top. Yeah, they do. Um, but, uh, one of the, uh, an error release I watched not too long ago was for a movie called Blood Rage, um, which, fr- which was from the eighties, was a slasher film, but has some, uh, very funny, very, uh, creative kills in that besides just stabby stabby. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, someone gets split in half and, uh, uh, a character comes across them that they're so upset that they carry just the top of half of their body away. And it's hilarious. Huh. So I'll I'll put I'll put one out for a movie called Blood Rage, which is released by Arrow currently and it's fucking that's it's it was an 80s slasher movie that I was surprised by how just weird and crazy it is. Do you have anything else to say about Freddy vs Jason? Uh okay, I have a, I have a few things. Okay. Uh, there there's there's a a ton of nice evocative shots. Um, but all right, so I didn't one I didn't know Jason Ritter's in it. I f- totally forgot that, and that was a big deal because he was um, what's his name? Uh, it was John Ritter, John Ritter's son, and I think this was his like first big movie. Okay. Um, uh, but. The Freddy Shadow is also, I think, from like a storyboard that Peter Jackson did. I'm actually not 100% sure, but it's a nice image hampered by shitty dated CGI. The um, His giant shadow where he tries to attack a dude. Uh, the flame through the corns is good. Mm-hmm. Just the walking, the yeah, walking that a, torch that is that Jason. That's a good scene. I like that imagery. Um, uh, yeah, again, that tells you the conservatism of, like, slasher movies and Jason movies, and that, again, anyone who has sex and anyone who gets high gets killed. Yeah, I mean, like... Because that had the, like... That's, mm-hmm. like, the thesis statement of, like, uh, Scream, especially Scream, but also Cabin in the Woods, which I don't like. It's not as good as Scream, but it has the same mm-hmm. same through line there. Yeah, um... Cause that that's what the the kid was spouting the whole time in Scream. 
um what um was this intended to be 3d because they have the part where he throws the flaming machete and then it goes into the dude and he blood splurts and it just felt like such a having watched so many 3d movies now it felt like such a like did they intend this to be the 3d and then back out at the last second well, I've, I've done a control f on the wikipedia page for it and the term 3d does not show up so i'm gonna say no okay um one of my notes here says it's got that one actor from that one movie okay. i don't remember why i wrote that no okay. um robert uh, england he's been in a lot of movies he 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 has i don't think the note what it was about <laughs> him um i hated the pinball scene i've totally forgot that happened i watched it two days ago and i've forgotten it happened I'm not sure. So I'm not stupid. sure what you're talking about. Uh, he th- he throws Jason around like a like a pinball thing, and it makes pinball noises. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, that tells you the tone of the movie. Um, when their first fright fight between Freddy and Jason, why does it go from red to green? I don't know. The color it shifts color to green for no apparent reason, and it looks too matrixy. Uh, I like the dude who plays uh, Jason Ritter's friend, who has kind of an emotional vulnerability about him. Mm-hmm. When he gets the face scratches, that was a nice... I forgot that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I thought... Um, so, the, my biggest issue, I guess, let's cap it all off, is like... Even though Jason's such a murderous, um, unstoppable zombie murder man he's still way more sympathetic than freddy is granted freddy is like a a child killer yeah but it's the whole like there's a clear good guy and there's a clear bad guy yeah and for something that's like a rated r horror movie like why i don't know it just jason comes off so much more better than freddy when i think they could have yeah i have that written in my notes that jason seems way cooler than freddy yeah He's just a lot more. They, I mean, because there's that whole bit where Freddy turns him into a child and then sticks his claw in there. Yeah. Um. Uh. There, towards the end, they have I think uh uh what's her face from Destiny's Child uh berate Freddy, which felt very scary movie and very like pop psyche. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she gets hit into a tree, and that's kind of hilarious, but also stupid. Yeah. Uh. There's a there's a lot of people getting. Uh, hit and thrown off screen and then becoming cgi bodies <laughs> this happened quite a bit in this movie yeah um the there's only there's one evocative shot and it's told it was in the commentary i still remember this it's when freddy is standing up on the like uh the construction thing and he drops all the pipes in jason and that feels like something out of a comic book and it's a very ronnie Yu shot mm. that's probably more evocative of like his hong kong uh uh action films yeah uh than it was like bride of chucky and that that bit that tiny bit of is nice but ultimately it's slick it's kind of fun but i kind of say fuck this movie yeah i don't know that i'll need to watch it again but I think it was worth the one watch. It's certainly better than Final Destination 2. Sure. The, both movies are barely related other than that they were made by New Line at the same time. Mm. So I'll give it that. So, but here's the most important question. Who won? 
would you say between Freddy versus Jason? I think it's at the end of the day, it's still Jason just cause, cause the ending shot just says that Freddy's alive. Yeah. Not that he's like tricking Jason and that he made think Jason made him think Jason won. Mm-hmm. Like it's still, I think it's still at the end is, is Jason. Although Freddy did put a pretty bad beat down on him. Yeah, he did. And there is a, there's that bit in there in the beatdown that I did enjoy, which is him sticking his claws through Jason's eye holes. Yeah, that's good. There's some good moments. There's like, there in between, there's good moments. Like, I liked uh, when Jason is drowning and the water is leaking through his mask. Yeah. Yeah. Weird little there's details like, that are good. Yeah. I just, overall, though, it's just too, too slick. Too big budget and too much just shitty, dumb 2000s humor yeah, and rock music. It's too all 2003 that fucking... for 2017. Yes, yeah. I guess let's move on to uh, Sadako <laughs> versus Kayako, where you get to hear uh, how to say meme in Japanese about 30 times. It's the same. I That's weird, because I only... Heard him say it once. Okay, so on Sadako versus Kayako. So due to my time constraints, I actually had to watch the English dub on this, mm-hmm. just for my own narrative. Okay, how was uh, it? Narrative for versus. Uh, what I realized watching the English dub um, is that it changes the tone of the movie. Oh. And I think it becomes way, way more comedic. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, when it's, it's not that at all. Yeah. That's it's yeah. I thought like I know yeah as probably intended and it's in its original Japanese. uh, Yeah, I can see that maybe it'd be something more serious, but it comes off very very comedic with an English dub. Okay, that's weird and unfortunate. (laughs) You were you were into this, huh? There, I I got into this in a very like I think Sammy Rammy kind of way. I, mean, I, I know it's Sam Rammy, but I especially especially as it goes along. There's a moment in the middle of the movie, and I think you know what I mean. Where it like there's a huge. If it's not intended to be a comedy, I think it truly is because it goes so bizarre, so left the field. I thought it was hilarious. Which part? The exorcism scene. Yeah, that was really Sam Raimi, wasn't shit. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that didn't. I, that I had mean, like I, no comedy at all in it in the the Japanese. Does yeah, I and again, I don't know what the subtitle translations were because everything I watched it in an English dub, so I can only guess what like you know what you were reading. Or I know you took some Japanese. Yeah, well, I understood wasn't it. paying attention to what they were saying. <laughs> Um, so I did not watch this on Shutter, where it is officially. I watched uh, almost certainly a fan sub. Okay. Um. So one thing that happened was when the they were le- the woman was leading the exorcism procession. Yeah. Well, she was chanting whatever she was chanting. The subtitles were just Harry Potter spells on the bottom of the screen, and that was very funny. <laughs> 
But that wasn't in the movie. Uh, okay, I I don't even remember what she was saying in the English dub. Um, but what was interesting to me about about all that is that it feels like uh Western horror filmmaking uh moving into like you know Eastern filmmaking or uh let's say you know Japanese blockbuster filmmaking because that's what this feels mm-hmm. like is that it felt once they so they use the word exorcism in the subtitles yeah okay so that shit made me roll my eyes cuz it felt way too uh insidiousy and James Wan E in that they looked at the success of like Insidious and The Conjuring and they're like, oh look, all these Western horror movies have fucking exorcisms in it. Let's have an exorcism. I mean in our we've movie. watched and talked about a Koji movie that was all about exorcism. You'll need to remind me. Was that cult? Was it cult? Was cult all about exorcisms? Uh, it was either cult or occult. I think it was cult. Occult. I think occult was the one with the the the, the anime guy. Oh, oh, that that did the filming himself and stuff. Yeah, yeah so, it's brutal shit. Yeah, so cult was the but, one where they got the idols to go on the paranormal show about the exorcism of the one family. Remember, and the, the okay. guy with the blonde hair came. Yes. Yeah. So that who's uh I. That should have led me to really, like, figure out that this was a Koji film. I don't even know why I didn't look out beforehand, but when that dude shows up uh, in the, like, closer to the end of the second act, I was like, the I, other, like, I, too cool for school guy. I was guy. hoping it was going to be the same guy. I really, really yeah. hoped really badly. Yeah. But it wasn't, which is very disappointing. Um, But yeah, so we watched, he's... Was there there might have been exorcism in Noroi too, I don't remember. Um Yeah, I don't think there was an exorcism in Noroi. Yeah, Noroi's okay, been a so while for Noroi. He, so, so so Koji in his big uh Japanese blockbuster does have a a precedent for having the exorcism yeah. in there. And that and okay. that's like it that's a thing. Shinto exorcisms. Yeah. yeah, I it just felt like so um, until the weird stuff finally started happening, it just felt so exposition heavy. I mean, that's kind of what, um, especially the original Juon, and I feel like Ringu had that too. It's been a while since I watched that. I, I don't. It just like it feels. It feels like uh, it's so weird coming from Koji because it it's a movie that feels like it's made for uh, people with short attention spans, mm-hmm. and that's what. Uh, Sadako versus Kayoko felt like, and then um, it has a thing which I really hate, which I remembered from uh, another versus movie, which was uh, Batman v Superman: so have, Dawn of Justice. I have not seen that still, and I have no rush to see it. If you can try to watch the three-hour ultimate edition, I'll. Put, it has more definitely, but I'm not going to say that it makes the movie better. Okay. Um, it, 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 it explains serious gaps in the theatrical cut, very serious gaps, but that movie was filled with fucking cuts to black that, uh, screw with the flow of the movie. And Sadako vs. Kayako was also filled with a ton of cuts to black that didn't feel very effective at all. And just, uh, feels cheap and I don't know, stupid. Okay. Um, yeah, it was like in the beginning, which is like I get it. Like that's the beginning of the movie. Of course, as soon as you 
see the Sadako or whatever that it cuts to black, but it just it gave me bad memories of Batman v Superman. Yeah, I wonder if he was just having trying to figure out how to essentially cut between two movies, and that's what he came up uh, with. Yeah, that's that's what this does feel like. So what is so for my sum up of this, it is basically uh, the Ring versus the Grudge. Or right, I would maybe say the Ring plus the Grudge instead of versus. It 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 does it does feel like you get two movies in one. Yeah, and it's cutting between them, and eventually they come together in the last thirty minutes. Yeah. Which I guess in a 90-minute movie is not awful. That's 30 minutes of each movie, essentially. But... Oh, Koji wrote this, too. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, well, once it starts into what people's saying as far as the English stuff goes, I could see that. Because I was... Uh, I don't know if it was in the subtitles, but in the English stuff, the professor was very happy to die. Yeah. He 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 like, wanted to okay. see Sadako. Yeah, uh, it was hilarious. Just his eagerness to get killed by Sadako was kind of amazing. And then the way the way he died, I think, was very Koji too. It just happened almost off screen. He gets it happens yeah. very very you, quick. Go ahead. He, hap- he it's during the exorcism, the Sam Raimi exorcism you're talking about, and the. Mm-hmm the now possessed priestess headbutts him and his face like twists and then he's dead. I, I thought that was so good and so hilarious looking that that's when, that's when I finally got in tune with the movie because when, uh, in that exorcism scene, when the lady, uh, like, um, (laughs) stretches her neck and then folds her head over. I thought that was great. Yeah. That, yeah, shit, that is all really Sam Raimi, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, I don't know, like, the effect, it gets so ridiculous, it doesn't come off, like, serious at all, but I thought those effects were great, that I'm like, okay, I get it now. This feels more uh, campy, tells from the crypty, uh, whereas, like, the beginning, it felt like, like the whole Freddy versus Jason thing again, where it's like, it feels like a big, expensive, uh, glossy, um, studio, like a studio version of a horror film. Yeah, and let's see. Um, uh, this I think this is his first movie with any sort of budget, too. Okay. Well, so, with those, some of those effects, I think he used it well. Yeah, but it, it, I think it also feels like he had way more money than he's used to, and he wasn't mm-hmm. sure what to do with all of it. Okay, so I'm wondering if this has happened when you watched it. It in the beginning of, I guess, the grudge segment of the movie when the moody teenager gets to the house. Mm-hmm. Does it does it do a thing where it zooms in on the corner where the scary thing is supposed to be happening, or she's like outside the house she, first getting up to it? She is. She is outside the house. I don't remember anything. Besides, I don't remember them focusing on her or anything. That's because that's what happened when I on whatever version of it I watched this English dub version. It does like a zoom cut to something that's like behind her, and it is just so stupid and out of place. 
And it's just the whole thing of um, this movie, again, feeling very ADHD, where there's no buildup. It's all just kind of um, really stupid jump scares for at least the first half. But then once we get... Uh, well, let's say this. Uh, again, th- I got on the movie's side once we got to the scene with the kids in the house. Yeah, that was a good scene. Then you start rooting for the kid being bullied, and then nope. This, this movie yep. has... A- body count it does it really does uh no no one survives no uh, the blind oh, that's the true blind girl might no the blind girl is implied not to that she gets the koji ending she gets yeah. perhaps the most turbo fucked by koji squiggle monster Oh, yeah, that's a return, too. Oh, my God. I just realized that the thing at the end when she's looking at it, that's the squiggle. Oh, my God. You're right. I didn't even make that connection till now. The squiggle monster has been uh, Sayako Kataka, Kayako the whole time. Sayako? That's what I'm seeing. Yes, Is that what they call yeah. it at the end? I like, I like the mix. Yeah, it gets... It get, it does get uh, fun house horror the more it goes along, yeah. especially with what happens to the like I guess with the first really good horror set piece, which is all the kid the the young elementary school boys uh, getting getting grudged. I guess mm-hmm. uh, I thought those those bits were good, and I was actually pretty into the one little bit of verses we got. I thought it was nice and snappy and fast-paced and didn't overstay its welcome like Freddy vs. Jason one. Yeah, it was one of those things where even if there was only a little bit of it, I thought it it was pretty well done. Um, especially the the crawling girl versus Sadako bits were really good. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do with them, too. So he did just as much as he needed to. And then his completely batshit ending... Yeah, it is there. I'm I'm starting to uh yeah, again it was like the whole just preparation for tone thing and then realizing the whole thing that I'm probably not watching it properly by watching it obviously in an English dub where uh I think there tends to be a lot of overacting in English dubs. Mm-hmm. Um uh in the English dub, uh there's a hilarious bit towards the beginning when they think it's the I guess who would be like the third kill, which is the girl at the discount store. Yeah, and this uh, this had some changes to Sadako's thing. I don't remember. I could have sworn Sadako's thing was seven days. Yes, yeah, and this one it's accelerated to two days, which I think is the whole uh, for me. It's the ADHD thing. Uh, it's the whole let's just happen, let's make things quicker. Um. But uh, in it, in the English dub, the the what the girl says is she's like, "Oh yeah, I watched it too," and I guess, I guess that just means I'm gonna die, haha. <laughs> that's how she says it, or that's how the English dub portrays it. And it was like, again, the, it's like people saying ridiculous shit, but with like a smile on their yeah, face. People are just really happy to die in this. Yeah, they they really are. Um, and I feel like, uh, the. The memeness of Sadako was depowered a little bit, I guess. Because I remember it being that if just you cause someone else to watch it, the curse is lifted from you. But this one, it sounds like you have to sit and watch it with them. 
Uh, I, that's actually another bit that I actually enjoyed in the beginning, which was kind of hilarious of the modern times thing, which is, uh, that the, uh, the the one girl is distracted by her cell phone, so she did not watch the yeah, that tape. Yeah, good. So she's yeah. I thought that was kind of hilarious. I thought that, that was good. That was a good. Bit. And the girl who died decided to go and put it up on YouTube or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's just funny because uh, a while ago I was reading reviews on Rings, which I have not watched. I, I uh, don't know that I have a lot of interest in watching that. I've I've heard it's terrible. I'm sure it is. Um, but uh, one thing this uh, uh, critic noted about Rings, which is that it's a movie that does nothing interesting with its premise, and that in modern day, you know, what happens if you put the tape on the internet or on YouTube or something, which is not touched upon in Rings at all. It's still just a VHS tape. There's nothing about modern technology in Rings, even though it takes place in 2016 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um that they do zero, uh, zero to the lore or whatever. They don't add to it at all. Whereas this, at least, like even just the professor wanting to transfer it to DVD, yeah, is kind of amazing. And then what's funny is, yeah, this touches upon like uh, she put it up on YouTube, uh, and then she so took it the down, but could... it was out there already. Yeah. So which is. Which, looking back on it, is very Koji, which is like the whole world is fucked. Yeah, especially with the new Sa- Sayako yeah. Squiggle Monster lady. I was waiting for that Squiggle Monster, and I got it, and I was very happy. I I, um, I did not recognize the Squiggle Monster when it appeared until it dawned on me during this podcast. Um. What I thought of it when I first saw it was that, oh, like, this is really cool. This is very Lovecraftian. I enjoy this Lovecraft squiggle thing that's going on here. This is the mix of the two. I mean, being Koji doesn't make it not Lovecraftian, but it gives it some extra context. Yeah, it does. It makes you think, what if this movie is set before the other ones? Oh, it could be. And uh, all the the, the squiggle uh, monsters have been Sayako. This whole time. That's a that's a really funny way of the, of him claiming the ring and the grudge for himself. Yeah. I mean, if that's his intent, that could just be me being a dumbass. But I like that story. <laughs> um, what is that? What's the stuff that's that's in here that that I enjoyed? Uh, a lot of hair, as per these movies yeah, go. That's Sadako's thing. Uh, One of them. That remained. The, there was, uh, I think, post the exorcism scene, or um, it's the uh, the cool, too cool for school dude comes mm. uh, again, comes out of nowhere to to kind of say to boost some energy in the movie. Not that it was not needed, but it's a great addition. Uh, but like when he uh, when they get to the first girl and the hair is coming out of her mouth, was a pretty good bit. Mm. I thought they did really well with all of the hair everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of good hair usage in this. It's very consistent, I guess, the movie, for the most part. It has a clear ramp, but it's not uneven, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely... One of the things that I felt about these movies when I initially watched them is that the, there was... Uh, there was a slowness with little payoff, but and that's kind of uh, Japanese 
Well, that's she, almost Japanese horror. In, not maybe not the little payoff part, but the slowness is definitely. Yeah, um, but I would say this one felt the most Western in that it wasn't slow. It felt like there's a lot. There's no sense of dread. Just like just just jump scares that were kind of annoying. But once the crazy shit starts happening and the crazy imagery starts happening, then it gets yeah. Good. But it but it doesn't feel like the initial grudge Jew on the curse movies. Yeah. Um yeah, it feel it feels very I felt the the Koji going full Sammy Remy and then uh the whole kind of fun house horror thing with like the what really felt like insidious and conjuring influences to mm-hmm. me. Um but once I finally realized the tone, like the the uh the tone was way more I don't know roller coaster comedy than it was serious horror. I was kind of on board. Yeah. And something that this movie had that I feel that Freddy versus Jason had, even if it's only slightly, as this one actually had something to say. And it was basically just talking about the power of the pervasiveness of memes. Okay. And I feel like Freddy vs. Jason just had jack shit to say, which is strange considering that horror is probably the most, either that or sci-fi are the most political genres there are. Yeah, I can, yeah, there is nothing, Freddy vs. Jason was like, isn't, isn't it so rad that, uh, that, Freddy just elbow dropped Jason. Yeah, I mean it's got a little bit of that that meme talk, which my mind broke a little bit at the beginning because of. Mm-hmm. Um, but not nearly as much as this one, where this one was basically yeah, it beating you over the head with Sadako is fear brain meme virus. Fear is the mind killer. Uh, uh, did so? What did the subtitles use the term brain virus? Yeah, they use brain virus. Okay, brain virus was in the dub spoken out loud, and when I heard brain virus, I laughed because I think that's a stupidly hilarious combination of words. And hearing it coming out uh, someone's mouth as exposition is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and then like the brain virus, and then, like that awful high pitched sound from the phone is basically you getting infected with the brain virus. Ah, oh, I I was just thought it was just annoying sound and it could design. Could be that too, but because I know in the in the I, books. She, like, turns into a computer virus or something. Oh, that's pretty great, actually. I read the first book, and it's good. And I read a little bit of the second one. But I, I would really like to get through those books. Because they apparently go places. Apparently she, like, takes over the world or something. That I, Well, it seems like that's what was going, uh, going to happen at the end of this yeah. one. Which is pretty good. Um, d- can you tell me what Hanako of the Toilet is? Um, I believe Hanako of the Toilet is a ghost that lives in the toilet. Let me. Is that a real thing? Because yeah. when I when that was introduced at the beginning, that was the only time I heard the word meme said, and I don't remember being said anywhere else in the English dub. It's just when that professor is showing the other uh the other urban legends like the boy under the bed the house of the okay so uh, of death and so. Hanako 
is Japanese urban legend about the spirit of a young girl who haunts school bathrooms. Uh, according to the legend, a person oh. goes to the third stall in the girl's bathroom on the third floor and knocks three times before asking, Are you there, Hanako? And you'll hear a voice answer saying, I'm here. If the person chooses to enter the stall, there will be a small girl in a red skirt. That's it. Okay, that's pretty creepy. I thought it was—I thought it was like a face in the toilet that you shit Let's on. Let's see. Uh, what were the other ones? There's the red cape, and who's the other one? Do you remember? There's Kuchisaki Ono. We've talked about her. Uh, um, I don't remember them by name. I just—I I wrote down a uh, house. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's yeah. Talk about her. And let's see. I've never heard of red cape. Um. Yeah, Red Cape is a spirit who haunts bathrooms, usually the last toilet stall in a women's or girl women's bathrooms are crowded in Japan. Um yeah. usually the last stall in a women's or girls' bathroom. Some versions describe him as wearing a mask to cover his extremely handsome face, which had caused him stalking problems in life. When the unlucky victim is on the toilet, a myster oh, it's this one. A mysterious voice will ask them if they want red paper or blue paper. If, you're, if you answer red paper, you're killed violently and drenched in blood. If you ask for the blue, you're strangled or bled dry. Jesus. Attempting to ask for any other color will result in hands appearing. Sometimes coming out of the toilet you're sitting on, they'll drag you into the fires of hell. Another version is the ghost will simply ask you if you want a red vest and they'll rip the skin from your back. Uh, the only answer that will spare the person is refuse anything he offers. Uh, good, good to keep in mind if I ever find myself in a toilet stall in a women's uh, bathroom, haunted by some Jeff in a woman's bathroom. I don't remember any of the any of the other ones there. There in that lecture, yeah, I I think in the dub they say House of Death, and House I don't I have death. no idea what that is. Yeah, it's something I wrote down, and I don't know why I wrote it, down, but I did. Red Room Curse, Curse of the Colonel. I don't see House of Death. There's some fucked up Japanese urban yeah. legends, though. Yeah, a lot of bathrooms. Yeah. Stuff. Curse Kleenex commercial. <laughs> so I think did we we might have talked about that on like the Houseu one or something. I don't remember. Did we? I feel like maybe. Um. But anyway, do you have anything else about Sadako versus Kayako? Uh, I do. Okay. Uh, very, very important note. Uh, the part where they give her the water and she's gulping down, that shit was way over. That's overdone. a Shinto thing, or maybe not that, but the water is the water being a purifying thing. But, but, but what about the sound of her gulping? Uh, I don't know okay, how yeah. it sounded. Mm, on... I don't remember how it sounded. It, it fucking sounded like a cartoon. Oh. That might have been the dub. I don't know. Oh, that'd be a weird thing to dub. But, um, uh, I thought it was hilarious when Sadako takes the boy and the, he does a cat yelp noise when he's taken by her hair. Mm -hmm. It's good, hilarious stuff. That's, that's what Toshio does. Let's see. Oh, and this I think probably shares something with Freddy versus Jason, which is uh, uh, rock rock music at the end credit. Oh, I don't remember. I don't even remember what, how the music was at the end. But certainly, the music a weird, throughout Freddy weird Jason metal thing 
Which is what all versus movies deserve, I guess. I guess. So. It's just metal music. Is ultimately pretty fun. Yeah, this is a fun one. I like um, this one more. Yeah. Originally, I was going to ask before I watched the movie who won between Sadako and Kayako, but we know there's that's not a thing because they're the same now. Yeah. So, so I guess yeah, the question is, should. who would win, Jason or Sayako? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, they're both pretty unstoppable. I, I want to say Sayako almost because they've never been stopped. They've just been either you die and you're done with them or you can foist them onto someone else if you're lucky. Jason's yeah, been stopped say... in every movie, probably. Essentially, there was a. I, I don't remember what the details of the plot were, but I will have to tell you about. Uh, in one of the movies, it opens with Jason being blown up by the military. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, you have to watch. It's. It's. Fuck. I don't. It's like the fifth one, maybe. Certainly not Jason Takes Manhattan. It's one of them where uh, Jason Jason gets bazookaed, and that's how the movie Jason opens. Jason Takes Manhattan's quite the title. Yes. Uh, and that, too, it's the whole uh, misleading title where Jason is on a on a boat for the vast majority of the movie and does not make it to Manhattan until, like, I think, like, the last 15 oh, minutes or so. that's super lame. That's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's a lot of movies being sold on the promise of their title, and that's how they rope you in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely, Sadako will just wrap Jason in her hair, and uh, that'll be it. He can't even cut it with the machete. Like, it would not work at yeah, all. Yeah, so I guess in this four-way battle, I guess three-way battle, Sayako's the winner. I did like, again, and to lean more uh, credence to that fact, I did like at the end that it's her that comes out of the well, that she's adopted the physical mannerisms of the crawling grudge girl. Yeah. And that was pretty good. I, there was, when it wasn't very Sammy, Rammy, uh, Koji, I guess, doing his maybe funny tone uh-huh. thing. Uh, there was some 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 nice movements and weird imagery uh, when it wasn't hampered by weird jump cuts and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both of them to degrees, but Kayako or Sadako much much more. Is my final verdict. Uh, I would totally agree with you. It it it's fun. I don't know if the Sammy Rammy tone was intended. But it did. Um, I would maybe watch it if, with the uh, the original voices if you get a chance. Okay. Especially now that you know it's Koji, you can look out for more Kojiisms. True, true. Again, the just the 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 uh, spunkiness with which people want to meet their demise is pretty. Yeah, uh, really, it's still pretty super apparent. Bleak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that'll be it. Yeah, we came up with came up with a we winner. Did. Uh, two. Uh, I still think in general, this is probably one of the, Sadako Versica is one of the few versus movies that's actually pretty fun. Good. Uh, after AVP, BVS, and FVJ. Yeah. I'll go with SVK is mine any day of the week now. You're here. Sadako vs. Kayako is the best versus movie. 
I, isn't there a movie? Isn't I, there, I isn't there say, a Mike movie called Versus? Uh, no, it's a, the uh, Ryuhei Kitamura movie. Okay. It's called Versus. And it, uh, which it's that one's great. I actually picked up the uh, director's cut not too long ago. No joke. Um, and I hadn't. I haven't seen it in a while. Is that better than uh, Kayako versus Sa- Sadako versus Kayako? Uh, you put me in a tough spot here, but yes. I, it's a movie I adored, and I still adore when I first watched it. It is, it is the Japanese version of Evil Dead Two, where it is uh, a great combination of like Highlander. Um, obviously, Sam, the Sam Raimi influence is very intended mm-hmm. there, just filled to the brim with action. It's so much fun, um, so crazy. Uh, gives you everything you want. It was my 16-year-old dream when I watched it. Okay, so I guess Sonica vs. Kayako is the second best Versus movie. Yeah, besides Versus. Um, but that will yeah, right. do it for this episode, I think. Thank you, Rudy, for coming on, and we got through all our technical garbage. <laughs> and we were able to record a thing that didn't have any issues of that nature. It should be an easy right. edit. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, we gotta Mike. think about what we're doing next year. Next year with um uh whatever horror movies come out. It's been a pretty dry uh, October this year. I don't know how mu- like how, how much we really want to go see Boo Two a Medea's Halloween. Yeah, the only horror movie I've seen from this year even is It, which was excellent. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you watched it. I thought it was great. Yeah, as well. Drag Rico had to see yeah. that. Uh, I don't know how appreciative of that she was, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Um, uh, getting the stuff out for this year out of the way, 2017. Uh, it was great, and it comes at night was a huge disappointment. And I didn't even watch a trailer. Get for Out that. was also and this I year, was right? I haven't seen that, but I need to. Uh, Get Out is a solid thriller. It's it feels way more like a really clever uh, Outer Limits episode. Okay, well I, uh, I enjoy the Outer Limits, so yeah. So so watch it for that. Get Out was I need, good. Yeah. I need to sit and watch um, that movie. I need to get out and see it, if you will. And then since it is again, we're close to it's mid October or late October. We're getting close to Halloween. Uh, I just want to throw out recommendations because they came up recently, which is again Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. which should be a Halloween I've staple. Seen Trick or Treat, and then actually. I, I should do that. Well, there you go. You got to watch Trick or Treat if you can try to watch it this Halloween. That would yeah, be great. Was, it should become, it should become an annual thing. I was, and I was then, thinking about uh, doing Ghost Watch on Halloween. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, and I rewatched uh, the Vivitch with the commentary, and it made me appreciate the movie even also, more. Seen that and I already liked it. Just watch the Vivitch because it's good. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I guess I have my horror slate filled up through through Halloween. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it for horror Kiwi <laughs> podcasts. Um, thanks to. John, for letting me put this on the Maju Day feed, because otherwise I have nowhere to put this for podcast people to listen to. Um, and I think that's it. Want to get out of here? Yeah, I think we. Yeah, thanks for yeah. listening. Let's I'm sign Mike. Off.
And I'm Rudy. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep it spooky. Uh, keep it spooky and juicy? And juicy, sure. Juicy, spooky. I mean, Psycho vs. Kotoko is a juicy movie. It was definitely a juicy movie. Keep it juice, juice key. Spooshy. <laughs>